What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Frantic Thoughts, the most unexceptional gaming and geek culture podcast on the web. Each and every week, we take a look back at the week that just passed. We see what I've been up to. We talk a little bit about some news that's interesting, and then we jump into a topic, discuss it, and then we go over some community comments. So let's just jump into it like we do every single week with what's happening and what I've been doing. What have I been doing? I got, well, first of all, tomorrow, or the day you're, the day you're listening to this actually, in fact, is my birthday. I'm turning 27 years old. Uh, to some that's young, to some that's old, whatever, but I feel like it's a pretty good age and I'm looking forward to the future, of course. Um, so there's that, but for my birthday, so let's, let me run you through a story that happened yesterday. This was yesterday. Okay. So I needed to go to Walmart. So I went to Walmart to pick up a couple of things. I don't want to go into what I had to pick up, but I had to go get something after work. So I'm in Walmart, right? And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm just going to go check on the, in the electronics section, right? So I go over to the electronics section and go to the Nintendo area. You know, they got the screen with the Nintendo demo going. Like the Nintendo, like, it's just like a, a video they play all the time. And I look down below and there are six Super Nintendo classics. I'm like, oh my God. Right? So I check my bank account and I'm thinking, okay, can I buy this right now or should I wait till payday? Because, you know. I live on fixed income, not a fixed income, but you know, I have bills and priorities that I have to pay before I decide to make a bigger purchase like that, like an $80 purchase. That's a pretty significant amount of money. Uh, I don't want to dig into any savings or anything like that, you know? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to pass on this, but I took a picture of it. I sent it to Sierra, my girlfriend, and she's like, okay, cool. That's awesome. You should get one. I'm like, I'm just going to pay the car payment. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm, I'll, I'll get one eventually. Right. So what happens is the thing I had to pick up at Walmart, I'd go grab it and I bring it to her at her job, which is not too far from there. And she says, I'm leaving. And she grabs me, brings me closer. And she's still at work. She still has a few hours left. She grabs me. She's like, hey, take this. She hands me her debit card. She's like, take it and get your Super Nintendo Classic and happy birthday. And I'm like, oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> so I go I go back over to Walmart, buy the Super Nintendo Classic. Of course, I'm ecstatic. I'm excited to have it because, you know, it's cool. It's a cool little item to have. So that's what her gift was for my birthday to me. So that's awesome. And I went home. I played. I was playing. I just, you know, what you do when you get in, like, a collection of stuff. Like, I was just thumbing through. I played a little bit of every game. Got stuck on Yoshi's Island, like playing that for about an hour and a half. I love that. I love that game. It's one of my favorite platformers ever. So it, it's just really, it's a really cool little system. And I'm also, honestly, I have the cartridge version of I think six of the games on there. And I'm not like a huge Super Nintendo collector. I usually collect. It it feels like I mostly collect like PlayStation stuff, and it's just kind of whatever comes my way. I'll I'll grab it. I'm not like seeking out stuff. I'm not one of those type of people. So, I mean, I, I collect stuff, you know, I collect my, I have a little collection. It's not crazy, but it's there. So, you know, for me, it's like, I'm thinking, oh, maybe I'll just, 
uh, sell these uh, games and use it for my vacation coming up in January. So I am thinking about that. And, you know, I'll, I'll get a decent amount of money for them. So I'm not, uh, you know, so attached to these. And I know I can eventually get them again if I want to. But I can play them. You know, that's the reason I have these games on my shelf is to play them. So I have the means to play it. So I have two means to play one game, you know. So maybe I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm mulling it over a lot. Maybe I'll sell them. Who knows? So that's my Super Nintendo little mini story. But I just like having it. It's, it, it's a lot smaller than I thought. I, didn't, I never had an NES Classic. I never actually seen one of those in person. Because of obvious reasons, you know, it was impossible to find it. Uh, but seeing this one in person and seeing how... Uh, sorry. Adjust my glasses. Uh, <laughs> seeing how cool it is. It's, it's so tiny. It's like the size of my palm of my hand. I can sit in my palm of my hand. My fingers go over the edge. It's so tiny. It's really cool. It's it's a nice little special thing to have. And playing with a brand new Super Nintendo controller, oh, that's just, that's just beautiful. I love it. So I'm happy I have that. It's a great gift I, I got. And uh, my mom sent me some cool stuff. She sent me a journal with like a collage of pictures and it even has a little Frantic Thoughts logo on it. That's really awesome. She sent me five pounds of gummy bears and some super hot ghost pepper popcorn and ghost pepper uh, peanuts. Because I love spicy stuff. Spicy, that's my favorite food. Anything hot. And I've been going a little overboard. I've been going crazy trying all this spicy stuff lately. And she knows that. So she sent me that. And my favorite candy is gummy bears. Amazing gifts. Like stuff I wouldn't buy for myself. I'm like, I would never buy myself five pounds of gummy bears. Why would I do that? That's crazy. But, you know, it's super nice to have that because it's delicious so yeah i appreciate that and uh, my birthday hasn't happened yet we don't really have too much plans for tomorrow um i might do stream or something like that but i'm mostly just be chilling i just want a day to relax honestly i haven't had a real day to relax in a couple weeks so it's gonna be really nice it's gonna chill and if we end up going somewhere cool but i'm picking the place because it's my day it's my day all right enough about that uh i picked up a let's see what else did i do picked up south park this week and i played about three hours of it and it feels like the continuation of stick of truth well if you ever played stick of truth 2014 it, it was a really really fun rpg it kind of felt like super mario rpg or like super paper mario or something like that you know turn base with uh what's it called with the when the buttons pop up quick time events that you can hit real quick and uh, the timing affects the attacks and all that stuff. This is cool because they added some movement mechanics to the grids when you're doing the turn-based strategy. Or turn-based combat, not turn-based strategy. Turn-based combat. And that's pretty cool. And I'm, I'm having fun with it. It has that same you know, refer reverential humor and uh, the dumb crew jokes that South Park's known for. But, you know, if you go in thinking, like, that's what, I, what I'm going to get myself into and you play it awesome you know it's really cool uh, i'm excited to play that a little bit more i'm trying to think I felt, I felt like there was one more thing oh yeah we used the movie pass we got our movie passes and they work really good uh i was i was thinking maybe i might make a video about this but i'll just tell you how my experience went with it uh we went to see happy death day it's a kind of a cheesy horror movie and it was pretty good actually it wasn't bad um it's 
Groundhog's Day, but it's a horror movie. So every time she goes out and she gets killed, she wakes up in the morning and she does it again. Like Groundhog's Day. Groundhog Day. Duh. Whatever. <laughs> but it was a really cool movie. I actually enjoyed it a lot. And it's just like one of those silly like popcorn movies. You watch it a couple times during this time of year. Uh, besides that, Movie Pass was pretty cool. The thing that was kind of weird about it is you do everything on the app, right? You go on the app and you select the movie you want to pick what it is it's a 9.95 a month you get the card you know and uh it took about three weeks for the card to get here maybe a month something like that um i got that and what you do is go on the app and you pick your movie time but the thing about it is you have to be within a hundred yards of a theater so they make it a little bit of a kind of a process to do this right okay so what we had to do is go to the theater and then pick a time that was a couple hours later so we go eat dinner. So we went to the theater. I went on the app, picked Happy Death Day for I think it was 6 p.m., clicked it, and then pre press uh, submit. And then you have 30 minutes to go buy the ticket. So what you do is when you submit it on the app, you have to go in the theater and buy the ticket with the card that you get in the mail. So then when you, you say, okay, I want to see Happy Death Day for 6 p.m., you give them the uh, movie pass card that you got, and they swipe it, and you get the car, uh, get your ticket for the movie, and you can go see it. So, if you're not near a theater, it can be a little bit of a frustrating time. But if you're like me, and most of the time you don't really care if you see the movie opening day, you can wait a few days. Wait, we like to wait until it's the middle of the week, and there's barely anybody there. We go at random times when it's going to be pretty dead. And that's how we see movies. So this works perfectly for us. We go, okay, we want to see that new Thor movie that comes out in like two weeks, right? I'd probably wait a week or five days and then go on like a Thursday cause, or whatever day we have off together at like 1 p.m., you know, or when they open, 11 a.m., right? And then we would just do the movie pass and use our movie pass cards, bam, see the movie. And it's really useful for us because it's kind of an easy way to go on a date or go out to get out of the house. It's a good reason to get out of the house. So for our situation, for how we see movies, it's going to be perfect. You know, It's not going to be perfect for everybody that likes to see movies opening night. But for me and my girlfriend, we don't really care too much. So Movie Pass, I recommend it. It's working out so, so far for us. We saw one movie so far, only one. So, I mean can't judge it too much but i may or may not do a video on that who knows who knows but i had a lot of i had a lot of fun with it uh i had a good good experience with it i should say so i i think that's about it i feel like i'm missing something it's like on the tip of my tongue tip of my tongue it's on the tip of my tongue sorry i'm, I'm being stupid now uh, I'm always stupid. I feel really stupid sometimes. Anyway, I think that's about it. So, oh yeah, I got my glasses back. Uh, I didn't have them last week. They messed up the manufacturing on my glasses. I had to get them back again, and they're still not adjusted correctly. And it's frustrating me because I'm, I can see the preview video, video uh, window for my video. And my glasses keep going crooked. And it's very frustrating. Plus, I need to get a friggin' haircut. I need to be an adult for once. You know, that's crazy, right? Being an adult. <laughs> so, 
I've been ranting a long time. It's, it feels like it's been like half the podcast. So what did it, what I'm going to do this episode is going to just a decent amount of news stories I want to talk about. And we're going to do news, and then there's the last topic going to roll into the topic of the week, and then we're going to talk a couple of comments that I got this week on Twitter and YouTube. So we'll just go ahead and jump into the next section, which is the news of interest. All right. All right. I always do that. I have to. I have to. So one thing I noticed is this is probably the end of Toys to Life, guys. Because Lego Dimensions is being dropped by Warner Brothers, sadly. So I'm getting this news story from comicbook.com, which is a site I don't normally check, but I saw it on Twitter. And I was like, okay, this is bound to happen eventually. So we know we had Disney Infinity that got shut down and canned about a year ago-ish, give or take. And Skylanders isn't really doing sales like it used to. I don't even think there was a new one this year when this last holiday that just passed, 2016. There wasn't a new one. They just put out more toys. And Disney Infinity, not Disney Infinity, Lego Dimensions was on its third uh, wave. So they had, they, put, they just put out the third wave, like I think about a month ago, give or take, some somewhere around there. And... I'm, I'm adjusting the mic. I apologize. I feels like I'm being too quiet today. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, um, they had the third wave, and then they announced recently, like, I think that, well, today, they announced that they're completely canceling it. So this is what the news story says. The Toys to Life game market just isn't what it used to be. Disney, one of the biggest... Uh, God, I can't read. <laughs> Disney, one of the biggest players in the game, pulled the plug on Infinity Brand last year when Disney 3.0 Star Wars didn't sell as well as expected. And there was no one. I just said this stuff right here. Okay. Lego Dimensions. And one would think that Warner Brothers would keep the series going from for some time since it featured a number of franchises like Ghostbusters, Back to the Futures, The Goonies, Doctor Who, Sonic, blah, 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 blah. So many. Countless others. But alas, it's time has come. A report from Eurogamer. Oh, so they just got their news from Eurogamer. I probably should have just went there, right? The WBIE representative noted that the company is looking to look at the future of Product Slate, which was a little vague. However, TT Games, the developer behind the series, pretty much confirmed the news with manager Dave Dutzen giving players the lowdown. Here's his quote. Thanks so much to everyone for making Dimensions possible, he said. As difficult as it has been, it is worth celebrating the incredible achievement it represents in the quality of the game, the amazing blends of IPs, and the challenging technical demand it presented. It stands a real testament to the talent within tt what is tt is that traveler's tales i think that's what it means okay so what i was thinking is this was such a cool gimmick right i never did it myself and this the only game that ever really interested me in doing this was lego dimensions because it had every ip every really my my speech is really terrible today i'm i'm gonna apologize for that anyway (laughs) Uh, they just took all the IP that they had and just mashed it together. And it turned into something really beautiful. And it looked like a lot of fun to play. I'm not a huge Lego 
game person, right? But every time I saw a trailer for this, every time I saw Back to the Futures, go to the Ghostbusters fire department, or what is it, firehouse, and then we had the Ghostbusters in the Scooby-Doo world, and all this stuff, it just looks, you know, it looks ridiculous, but in the best way, and I would always get pretty excited about it, but it was an expensive game, and... It, it, this business model is really hard to keep going because of the price of everything. You have to buy the game, and you have to buy the pad, which is sixty plus dollars, right? And then you have to buy the packs, which are like twenty dollars a piece. So it's kind of it's it's a little ridiculous if you think about it, right? So I think that's one of the reasons it's going out of style. And then it's just you start seeing just. A flood of stuff they flooded the shelves with these toys right so it's hard to keep up with everything especially for a parent trying to buy for kids you know buy for their kids so it's sad but it was kind of inevitable because it's just like they they figured it out this is kind of like the plastic instrument fad right they're like man this is a huge thing so everybody came out with their plastic instruments and then Bam, you know, the bubble burst and everybody, you know, liquidated all of their stock of all these plastic instruments. You, like right now, I can literally go to Walmart and buy Disney Infinity Star Wars figures still for $3 a piece. They're just sitting there on the shelf. Nobody wants them, especially since the game is dead. But still, even when the game wasn't dead, like it was still, they just sat there, you know, and they just, they, they just pumped them out, just pumping them, pumping them, pumping them out. The only toys to life thing. Which isn't really a Toys to Life thing that actually, you know, made profit and they keep making more and it ended up being an actual, you know, good product was the Amiibos. Which isn't Toys to Life, but they have uses in games. But they're just really awesome Nintendo figures and people love Nintendo. So you would think, right, that Disney Infinity, like the figures and the way the art style all blended together in that one, in that game... You think people would want the entire set, and there are people that actually really like the entire set, but it kind of died. It died out. Disney killed it off, and then now they're doing it with the Legos. At least they finished what they planned and what they promised to the fans. They got through the three waves. They promised three waves, and they got through all three waves, and that's about all you can ask for, you know? And I don't know if this will ever come back, but I feel like maybe in the future they, might, they maybe will do a Lego Dimensions without the pad. And call it something else with all the IP clashing together and just do DLC packs or something. Because it's Lego and they do everything. So we can I can see that happening. So you never know what the future will bring. It's a little sad to see that this fad is gone. But another fad will take its place. Maybe loot boxes, whatever. <sighs> so let's see. Let's jump into the next story. Oh, let's see. The next door actually is a, a tag along with this one, right? So there were, are some additional details about what possibly was in the works for LEGO Dimensions, which is pretty cool. There was a LEGO Minecraft expansion. Now that piques my interest. That, that sounds really cool. I would have probably got it for that. And then they got other existing franchises. They're thinking that there was going to be a Flash one based on the show. And then a year one's a follow up to year one's Doctor Who pack set to focus on Missy. I don't know who that is. Excuse me. Uh, they were gonna bring back another villain, but yeah. 
that's all it was. I don't even know. I should have looked at this a little more detailed. I'm like, that sounds cool. That looks like a cool story. But I like the idea of a Minecraft Disney Infinity. I keep saying Disney Infinity. Lego Lego Dimensions. Whatever. It's a similar thing, right? So you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just finish the story up. We're going to go to the most funny story I've ever seen this week. A funny, funny story to me personally this week. <coughs> Activision patents matchmaking that encourages players to buy microtransactions so activision giant company they own blizzard they make destiny they make call of duty they make you know all sorts of stuff they run games into the ground like guitar hero and tony hawk and make me sad but hey there's that so let's see a patent a patent granted to activision outlines a new matchmaking system that would pair players together in order to encourage quote-unquote micro microtransactions <sighs> oh, wow systems such as loot boxes already use very strict to encourage players to drop cash so it's not surprising that game publishers would want to find more underhanded ways to get wallets open First reported by Rolling Stones, the patent, filed in 2015 and granted on October 17th of this year, outlines a process in which computer algorithms can match players together in order to increase the likelihood of microtransaction purchases. Let's see. The thing, this is still a patent still. And let's see. For example, if the player purchased a particular weapon, I apologize for the silence there for a second. I was just focusing, and that happens. I was trying to make mouth noises or say something. Okay, I'll, I'll, let's just continue the call here. Let's just start over. For example, if the player purchases a particular weapon, the microtransaction engine would match the player in a gameplay session in which the particular weapon is highly effective. The text of the patent reads, this may encourage the player to make future purchases to achieve similar gameplay results. The matchmaking system would analyze player trends such as latency and weapon preference in order to place them in scenarios that might lead them to buy certain items. Okay, this is a little windy. This is a little wordy, but stick with me. This is, this is just ridiculous. Okay, I'll get into what my thoughts about it after I finish this quote. Okay, here it is. For example, it's another for example. Microtransaction Engine 128, futuristic, I guess, may identify a junior player to match with the marquee players based on a pro player profile of the junior player. In a particular example, the junior player may wish to become an expert sniper in the game. Microtransaction Engine 128 may match the junior player with a player that is a highly skilled sniper in the game. In this manner, the junior player may be encouraged to make game-related purchases such as a rifle or other item used by the highly skilled sniper. So there's a little graph, right? So eight, it has like boxes that go down. Identify item that may be relevant to a first player. Identify a second player that possesses the item. Tune match variables and or coefficients to match first and second players. Then match first and second players first player purchase them if yes place first player in a gameplay session for which the item is effective if no update player profile to indicate non-purchase wow uh, i'm getting confused just reading this either way 
there was an update to the story, which happened yesterday, later in the evening. A uh, spokesperson for, from Activision says this was an ex- exploratory patent filed in 2015 by an R&D team and working independently from our game studios, and it has not been implemented in-game. Yet. I, I added the yet, but, you know, they're still trying to, fig- they're still trying to do- figure out things like this. Um, it's just another way for them to make more money. And I don't know. For me, I'm at the point where I don't want to support games that have this type of content in it. Uh, I was going to... I really want to get that new Battlefront, right? Um, I already told myself I'm passing on Call of Duty. It's bad, guys. They have... I think it's nine different... Let me look... Oh, my gosh. I'm going to look this up. But they have like nine different uh, drops now. Supply drops. So let me just pop this up real quick. I remember where I saw it. I am going to go to it. Uh, this is bad. This is bad radio. This is terrible. Why am I doing this to myself? I don't know. Here it is. All right. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen different supply drops. Seven for. This is Call of Duty. Okay, the new one that's coming out this year. Um. Seven for the main no eight for the main multiplayer seven for the zombie mode so for the main multiplayer they have supply drops armor supply drops rare armory supply drops locked supply drops rare supply drops supply drops regular again supply drop progress this is just all the stuff they have in the game raid supply drops i guess there's a raid in this game what rare raid supply drop zombie supply drop rare zombie supply drop and support drops yeah i'm passing on call of duty this year because stop i don't want to be playing a mobile game that feels like i'm playing a mobile game that feels like i'm playing like a clash royale or one of those games that put those boxes in your face and i don't want a game that keeps throwing boxes in my face like hey maybe if you spent ten dollars you might be able to have an advantage in this game stop and i've talked about this so much so it's just hard for me to be like yes i want these games when they're like this and it's just hard for me to want to play any more destiny it's hard for me to want to even interact with these multiplayer games anymore i'm i'm it sucks because i love to play i always i always like to have one multiplayer game that i'm just digging you know i'm playing in the background while i play my single player stuff so it makes me sad and i don't know i mean overwatch is the one that does it the best so why does i don't know why everybody doesn't just do that i don't know i don't know so that's that story. We're going to go on to the last story. And this one's going to go into sort of like a a complete... I have a list here. This one is EA shuts down Visceral Studios, which is one of the biggest bummers of the week for me. I love Visceral's games. Uh, Visceral Studios had uh, Dead Space. They helped make a lot of really fun games. And it, it's just really sad and they were working let's see <sighs> yeah this is bum this bums me out this is the topic of the week too this is the- this goes right into it so yeah let's see we got ea shenna visceral e- basically if anybody has a stu- game studio do not 
sign with EA because they shut down every studio they own. All right, I'm just gonna go over a list of all the ones I have it on my phone here. Let's see screenshots. Here we go. All right, the history of EA shutting down studios. All right, these are studios they have they bought and then they shut down. Okay, you got Bullfrog in 2001. You got Westwood in 2003. Origin in 2004. Pandemic in 2009. DreamWorks Interactive in 2013. Mythic in 2014. Maxis in 2015. And now Visceral in 2017. So, 1, 2, 3, About 10 studios that made a great original IP. And then they bought the studio. And then they absorbed them into other games. And then they closed the studio. And then we never get a game from that studio again and we don't especially don't get a game from their IP like uh, the SimCity IP they tried to make another one with Maxis and, and it didn't go well because they tried to shoehorn in some online you know automatic connection they, that game was just jacked up when it came out I think it was 2015 I tried it out not a huge fan of that new SimCity that came out and then they shut Maxis down, so we don't get it. We don't get SimCity anymore, right? And then now they're shutting down Visceral. We're never going to get another Dead Space, and we're never going to see what this Star Wars game was. So let me see. If, let me read the quote. Okay, so they're shutting. They're ramping down and closing, right? We're they're in the midst of shifting as many of the team as possible to other projects and teams at EA. While we had originally expected this game to launch late in our fiscal year 2019, we're looking at a time frame that we will announce in the future. So, let's see. Okay, so they're, they have a ragtag team. They call it a ragtag. And they're going to take the assets from the game Visceral was developing. It was a Star Wars kind of like Uncharted game. It was a linear beginning, middle, and end game. So, the common theory and what people have been saying, because of some of the wording in the press release for this, and in, in this is the quote that people use for this uh, to make the point. So, the point is, is that they're trying to pivot to more of an open world, maybe Destiny style game, maybe Anthem style game, or Division, you know, like multiplayer with missions and you go through... The galaxy and star wars but you do like division stuff i mean or yeah division would probably be the best uh and that uh best comparison because it's over the shoulder type gameplay so this is the quote in its current form it was shaping to up to be a story-based linear adventure game throughout the development process we have been testing the con game concept with players listening to the feedback about how about what and how they want to play and closely tracking fundamental shifts in the marketplace it has become clear that to deliver on an, on an experience that players will want to come back to and enjoy for a long time to come we needed to pivot the design so what people are saying and what the theory is and i i feel like this is pretty accurate they are pivoting to that open world um, games as a service type of game instead of, you know, like I said, a beginning, middle, and end game because they feel like it's people are going to finish the game, trade it in, whatever. And it feels like this is a trend that's going around the industry, and I feel like a lot of these games are, the, a lot of the games that come out in the future are going to be this style. 
Um, it's just so expensive for them to make these giant big budget games and for them to flop. They had Mass Effect Andromeda, right? And that game came out and people didn't like it and it flopped. And a lot of people feel like the reason they didn't like it was a lot of the decisions in it were rushed and they feel like the studio was crunched for time. So the game didn't come out very well. But, you know, developers have money restrictions and time restrictions, so that's the game we got. That game flopped. And then we had, I think 2015, we had uh, Mirror's Edge, which was a single-player game. You know, beginning, middle, and end single-player game. This thing had an open world where you can go through it, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. You're still in um, a single-player game with a, a set storyline. That game bombed... Uh, I can't talk. That game bombed, too. So, I feel like Activision... I mean, EA... I almost said Activision. These companies are very similar. <laughs> uh, EA was see, was taking a look at those two flops. You know, they probably didn't really make their money back by much, if, if, it, if they did at all. I'm not looking at numbers or anything, of course. But, they say, okay, we can't do this again. And then they take a look at Destiny, and they take a look at blizzard with uh, overwatch and they take a look at you know all these games that are have those microtransactions in them that's my favorite topic apparently lately <laughs> but this helps them fund you know the game going forward and then makes the game more profitable in the end you know and blizzard just announced they i think it was last week they made over three billion dollars in these loot boxes supply drops and stuff for call of duty and uh overwatch put together of course these big companies like ea ubisoft all these other companies are watching them and they're like wow we can do that too so i think that's what ea is doing and i'm not sure if i'm happy about that or not i'm, I'm kind of like eh. this is a star wars game we probably weren't, weren't gonna see for a couple years it kind of sucks because it seems like amy amy Hen i can never say her name amy hennig amy hennig she uh was a div uh, director for Uncharted 2, and she was directing this new uh, Star Wars game that got canceled. So that's a bummer. You know, we're never going to see a, the Amy Hennig Star Wars game. It's going to have some assets from that game, whatever game this turns out to be. But it won't be her, you know, style with the really intense set pieces and action moments and really awesome heartfelt story. Not going to see that. So. What else this game could possibly be? It's just a giant open world game that has a multiplayer in it that you can go to. Which I would prefer that. If it was just an open world Star Wars game where I can get in my ship that I make or I choose and, you know, design, whatever, go to different planets and then do missions on different planets and it's just single player, I would love that. And if they added a multiplayer, you know, server to it where you could go do missions with people co-op like borderlands ish which was probably what borderlands is going to end up being the new one i don't know that's that's a different story <laughs> but uh, if you have something like that where you can choose to play single player or choose multiplayer and then they don't push these boxes in your face all the time that's the thing i hate the most just don't push those in my face i would be okay with it but either way it's a bummer because we're never going to see a dead space game and if we do it's not going to be from visceral it's just going to be a dead IP. And those, I love the first two. I never played three. But the first two Dead Space games are incredible horror games. And uh, that's going to be 
it's sad. They did some really great stuff. They had some really great work. And it's just like whatever. It's just dollar signs. It's all about money. It's all about time. And it, it sucks sometimes. So uh, that's a bummer. So um, that's that's it for the topic of the week. I am a little bummed, honestly. But either way, there are some Star Wars games coming. And hopefully some of them are good. That's all I can ask for. So we have two comments I wanted to read. Okay, 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 okay. Got to scroll down a little bit. We have one from last week. I talked about hype. And Diego, at a Latino lawyer on Twitter, says, in response to my question if hype is worth it, he says, hashtag frantic thoughts. I know pre-release hype is often manufactured by people who want my money. Post-release consumer joy. Now that's thumb up emoji. So awesome. I agree 100%. And uh, it is manufactured. I explained this in the last episode. But I, I, I can't help but take that manufactured hype and just run with it. And a lot of people can't help it either. It's just, I don't know if it's in, in a human nature to just want to, you know, look forward to this thing that looks awesome. They, they make it look so cool. You want it to be that way. I know I'd say maybe 40% of the time it actually ends up being just like they show it to us. But that 40% of the time keeps me going. So <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's a subject, subjective thing. But hey. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like I said, I can't help but get hyped. I'm 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 just I, I'm just thinking about Mario. You know what? I did forget about something that happened this week, and I knew it was on the tip of my tongue. And I said Mario, and it just popped into my head. I played Mario Odyssey. Kinda. <laughs> I went to Best Buy right with Sierra, and we went to the demo kiosk in the Nintendo section where their games are at. So this is when I picked up South Park. This was yesterday too. Actually, I don't know. No, I had the Super Nintendo Classics two days ago. Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. The timeline is last few days. So I went over there and they had the Super Mario Odyssey and I was so happy, right? So I start playing and I'm like, I'm running. And it's that when they keep showing in demos, it's the desert with all the ice. It's like a frozen over desert. It looks really cool. The graphics are beautiful, especially in person. I haven't seen the graphics in person until now, so that's a plus. But what what was wrong is there was something wrong with my demo. The the kiosk was messed up, right? So when you run and then you try to jump, you couldn't jump and run at the same time. And that's like the main mechanic in a Mario game. Okay, imagine trying to run and then jump, but you can't do it at the same time. So you have to stop running and then jump and then push the arrows to move. And I looked this up online, and I was like, this can't be how this game plays. And I was watching some gameplay videos, and it's not how the game plays. You can tell you can run and jump at the same time. So there was something wrong with that demo. So it bummed me out a little bit, but I did at least get to try out the game for a few minutes. Not, I didn't want to play too much because I didn't want to ruin my experience uh, starting the game fresh when it comes out, like, I think a week from now or so. But, man, I'm so hyped, guys it's gonna be so good it's like it's like hat in time was like this really amazing like delicious cheese stick appetizer Ooh, no it's fried pickles with some buttermilk ranch oh my god 
don't get me started on fried pickles, right? Hat and time is for fried pickles, right? I'm eating them. Oh, man, I'm getting into my meal right now, right? And then they bring my beer, like a really nice, really good IPA or something. Bam. Then they bring my hot wings and my really nice fries. And Mario is that hot wing fried beer combination. (laughs) So Hat in Time was this nice little appetizer, 3D platformer. And we got my wings and my beer. And fries is my Super Mario Odyssey experience. At least that's what I want it to be. Because that sounds like heaven right now. Because I'm starving. I haven't ate today. <laughs> uh, well, I ate today, but you know, I haven't ate dinner yet. <laughs> so, really weird analogy. But I digress. I play Mario, uh, kind of. And I'm still just as hyped. Even though the kiosk was screwed up. So I do have one more comment. And then we're going to wrap up the show. This comment is from a couple weeks ago. Well, the show is from a couple weeks ago. But I have... A comment. Let me pull it up. Oh, I'm going to play my other episode in front of here. This is the one where I talked about the Wii Shop channel. This one was posted October 5th. Hey, I'm going to do these. As long as people comment, I will talk about their comments here and there. As all of them. Um, that's, at least that's my goal so far. If it starts to get a little crazy, then maybe not. But here we go. We got Raiho Magnifico. Great guy. We got his response to his opinions on the Wii Shop channel going down, right? He says, When I saw this announcement, I ran directly to the Wii Shop and started buying more games. Ha ha. I'm mostly concerned about some of the WiiWare titles I haven't picked up yet that I've kept putting off. So I'm going to try and pick pick one up here and there up to March 2018. This is the fear I have with all of my digital collections. On the PS3, I have a wha- I have a whack of great PS1 classics, and I know one day I'm going to have to make a re- mad scramble to get them all on some form of media or lose them to the digital either. That's that's a really great point. Uh, I thought about that too, and there's a Castlevania game on WiiWare. I forget the name of it, but it's only on WiiWare. That's crazy, guys. That game's going to be gone. You're not going to be able to download that game ever again. Uh, and... Uh, on my PS3, I have a good amount of PS1 games that I don't have physically because I have them on my PS3, right? But, you know, I don't know. It's 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 a sad state of affairs thinking about possibly the PS3. That that would probably... I, I have a feeling that the PS3... Because uh, PlayStation doesn't care about their back, back catalog anymore. I feel like the PS3 online service might eventually shut off. And I, and I wouldn't really be surprised if it did, sadly. That sucks to think about, but... They they do they still give out free PS plus PS3 games, but that's gonna stop after a while. For sure. And I can see them just saying, Well, all these servers cost a lot of money to keep these PS3 games up that not many people play. You can re-download the games you can buy, but you can't buy anything new from PS3. That's probably gonna eventually happen because there's not many games coming out for the PS3 anymore. So I, I can see that getting shut off, and that's sad. And yeah. I agree. It's going to be crazy because I'm going to go in there and I'm going to try to download everything I can to my PS3 and just hope that it still works. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, that's my show for this week. For the few that listen, the few that watch, thank you so much for checking out the show. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Frantic Society. And the community question of the week, what studio... Would you be the most sad if it shut down? For me, I think it would be Insomniac. 
games. They make incredible games, guys. No. It's a tie between Insomniac and Sucker Punch games. Uh, I I really like uh, Ratchet and Clank, and I really liked. Uh, they made a lot of really good Ratchet and Clank games. Insomniac did, and then they made what's that game? Sunset Overdrive. That game's a blast. It's a lot of fun to play. They they just have a really good style and they play, make really great games. They make an amazing looking Spider-Man game that's about to come out. If they shut down, I'd be really sad. And then I know I'm taking two really good choices here, but Sucker Punch. I mean, they made Infamous 1, 2, and they made Sly, the Sly games, and they made that Infamous Second Son game. They do a really good job with their games, and they're a lot of fun. So I'd be super sad if they shut down. So what do you guys think? What studio, if they shut down, or what studio has already shut down, are you the most sad about? And what, what game would you, would you miss if that happened? That's the question of the week. Let me know. Comment on YouTube video. On Twitter, at Frantic Society, it's at Frantic, S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. And uh, you can even comment uh, on the podcast on Podbean if you want. It's frantic.podbean.com. And that's about it for this week. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like the show, let me know. Because I'm always willing to change it up. If, if it's getting kind of boring... I'll try something different because like I told everybody when I talk about the show is I do it for myself. I do it for me and I hope other people like it. That's all I can ask for. So thanks again for watching. Thanks again for listening and see you next week. Peace out. I love you. I love you.